This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. Hey guys, it's Casper. And Becky. From the DFWTO podcast. If you've been a longtime listener, you know how much mental health means to us. Mental health actually plays a role in many horror films, especially the final girl subgenre. Whether it's Nancy facing her nightmares and defeating Freddy, or Sydney taking out Ghostface to overcome the trauma of and avenge her mother's death. Not only are horror movies a huge comfort to Casper and I, so is putting our mental health first. And if you agree and you're searching for professional services, let BetterHelp be your guide. BetterHelp will connect you with a licensed therapist who can help you start your journey of self-awareness and discovery. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be flexible and convenient for any type of schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get yourself matched up with a licensed therapist, and you can also switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Just like the final girls that triumph over evil, triumph over your trauma with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com DFWTO and save 10% off your first month when you sign up today. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-F-W-T-O. And remember, guys, don't, don't fuck, fuck with the original. original. Now let's get into the episode. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the DFWTO podcast. I'm your host, Casper. I'm your other host, Becky Gremlin. Here to bring you all things spooky on Wednesdays because... Wednesdays are for podcasts. All right, guys. So I know you guys were expecting another interview tonight. Uh, we had to cancel. Um, we will be rescheduling. We will be talking to Kenneth uh, another day. Uh, just it's I don't know if the last two weeks have been absolute hell and insanity for anybody else, but it kind of seems like it's a theme for everyone, um, including us. So the full moon, the retrograde, Pluto the microwave is, in is in Gatorade and the moon is in the seventh hour and Jupiter <laughs> aligned with Mars and. I don't know, guys. Pluto, so. Pluto is an asparagus, <laughs> and I, you know, I just, um, no, but for real. So we, Becky was so kind as to get a uh, backup plan ready to go very quickly, and we are going to be talking about something that I remember as an actual child, and Same. so is she. <laughs> um, if you religious trauma. <laughs> yes. If you were ever part of a church, if you were ever close to somebody who was part of a church, I'm sure you have heard of this. Um, it was the... The de- well to hell. If you guys remember, they put a little, a cam- not a camera, um, microphone down into a hole and you heard quote unquote screams from hell. Yes. Yeah. Do you remember that? Newsflash, if you didn't know already, it's not real. Definitely was not real. <laughs> a thousand percent was not real. They played it in Casper's church as a kid. They played it at my grandma's church. And my grandma told me about it as a kid. And I even distinctly remember her having something that looked very similar to a news article about it. She had me a thousand percent convinced. And then I think even years later, like once YouTube was still in its very early days, Somehow the recording made it to YouTube. So then that was another way people were looking it up. But I think even by then it had been debunked. Because apparently this had been going around since 1989, which I didn't even realize it started It started then. 
Um, real quickly, guys, before we get into the episode, there's a couple of things. Um, as you guys know, uh, in the beginning of the episode, we have our sponsor ad that we have BetterHelp as our sponsor, and this month is Mental Health Awareness Month. So we will be posting um, on the socials, probably more so Instagram, just some additional links and information from BetterHelp, including our link to save 10% off when you sign up for your first month. Um, and then the second thing that I'm sure, uh, and I've got to bring it up because especially with all the interviews we've been doing, uh, there is currently a writer strike going on and um, I haven't posted anything about it yet. I need to uh, because just so many things have been going on. It's been so crazy, but uh, it has been going around. If any, any I've seen a lot of people in the horror community post about it. I know Ryan, who we interviewed uh, for his short sloppy seconds, has been down there picketing. Uh, we here at uh, Don't Fuck With The Original, we support the writer strike wholeheartedly. Um, we would, you guys know how much horror films mean to us and how big of cinephiles we are and how much we love movies and how much, you know, how much of a comfort they are to us and these interviews and being a part of the film festival for Horror Hound was such a big opportunity and has been so great and um, opened us up even more to what independent filmmakers go through. And uh, writers in general are the part of the backbone of what makes great television and great films. If you think back to some of your earliest memories to even now of some of the greatest shows and greatest uh, movies we've ever had, even outside of the horror genre, it would not be if it weren't for the ideas of really, really, really incredible writers. So um, I just wanted to put that out there that we do support the writer strike. We do hope that these that they're able to negotiate something so that these writers are paid fairly. Um, and you streaming services, you better get on it. You better start paying your actors what they need to be paid. You better start paying your writers what they need to be paid because this is ridiculous. We are all the ones that are watching these shows over and over and over and over again that are only, or movies that are only exclusively on your streaming platforms and you're not going to pay these people accordingly on top of what they should be earning per streaming revenue. Like, we could spend the whole podcast talking about this. Um, I'm really not that educated enough to know. I'm only hearing. Listen to what Snoop Dogg said about it. I'll tell you right now. That was said so eloquently. <laughs> I saw, I'll show it to you later. This is great TikTok of Snoop Dogg going off about it. And he equates it to album sales. Yeah. You know, back when artists, you, you had a physical album, CD, cassette tape that you would buy. You know, um, yeah. Start paying these people what they're worth so i mean hell i read something the other day about how nev campbell might be coming back to the last scream because people are wanting her to be in the last one so badly they're willing to pay her also if people don't know there are some projects right now that are kind of uh the last season of stranger things mm -hmm. um the blade movie um yeah there's, there's a few things that are kind of on standby right now with this writer strike. And they should so, be. They absolutely should be. Like, fuck. It's outrageous that something will come out and then it gets 
500 million streams and you're not going to pay, pay the people that wrote it any residuals for that. But the company that produces it keeps making money off of Like, no, we're not going to... Make it make sense. Yeah. <laughs> pay these people what they're worth. You know, we can't keep doing this in this industry or any other industry when we're seeing the people at the top. They're not hurting. Nope. So... I think you can afford to pay the we, people we who... know it's all been exposed. So let's cut the shit and let's start paying people what they're worth. Because, I mean, in all reality, so, your actors, your writers... Listen, your writers are the backbone of everything. Because if you have didn't it. have the you didn't writers, have you would have nothing. You wouldn't have your story. You would have nothing. Exactly. I think of some of the greatest films of all time, some of the greatest shows of all time, like... That came from somebody's brain. It's yeah. amazing. Like, it's amazing to me. Yeah. People we've interviewed mm -hmm. that, you know, they're, uh, oh my God, speak. This was the best. Uh, some of these picket signs I've seen too. Oh my God, please. Are incredible. Please tell. The one that said, uh, chat, I think there's one that says, and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, so I might fuck this up, but it said, uh, chat, chat GPT never had childhood trauma. Or like can't because that's this is the I don't know if you really know what's going on. Do you even know what ChatGPT? I have not a fucking is? clue. Okay, I'm sorry. I have been this so disconnected. This this is how we definitely know Casper has no idea what's going. on. I have been so, so disconnected from the social media from the social media. Jesus, am I not all of it from social media? And you don't listen to as many weeks, podcasts no. as I listen to either. So, um, ChatGPT is basically AI, and that's another part of this is that CEOs of certain CEOs of movie production companies are even giving it a thought to use AI to write I have heard movies, about that. I have like a little bit shows. about that. Yeah. So that was basically what the picket sign was alluding okay. to. Okay. That AI, AI never had trauma. AI never had childhood trauma. And you think of some of our greatest stories, people we've interviewed. You know, where, now where that you're saying that. Their stories that... are coming from... Think of how many stories come from personal life experience. I'm not even just talking about trauma. Personal life experiences. Some of the most greatest cinematic masterpieces have come from personal life experiences. The way that Martin Scorsese introduced people to Italian culture and how he grew up. Now, he wasn't in the fucking mob and he wasn't in the fucking, he didn't fucking rob anybody. Like, Goodfellas didn't actually happen to him. But I mean, like, this man was able to pull from personal experiences, even so far as casting his own mom and dad in his movies, his cute little Italian mom, to show you the experience of what it meant to grow up as an Italian American in the 60s and the 70s in New York. He showed you this. From his personal life experiences. This is why we have stories like this. You will never get that from artificial intelligence. You won't. There's a lot of memes. I don't I've like now this. That I, actually I don't like it. I don't like it at all. Can I we don't. stop just robotize, robotize? And it's not artificial intelligence. It's all going to be coming. Some, a human is pulling the strings somewhere with this so you, oh, you yeah. gotta be real careful i don't know do we learn nothing from 
I wrote Dr. Grant. I don't these fucking movies. There were so many movies, guys. There were so many movies in the it's 2000s that like came out where they warned us that AI back. was going to be bad. And now we're and like, now all of a sudden AI is not bad. Did we all forget these fucking movies? Did I, we all forget these movies? <laughs> I feel like I've been seeing a lot of conspiracy theory TikToks that are actually making a lot of sense. Hmm. And listen. I've been saying it for three years. I've been saying it. Listen, the whole end of the world shift thing that happened in 2020 that was technically supposed to be 2012. Because Just look into it. Okay, it's too much. But there was a shift. Yep. 100%. There are timelines that aren't making sense. There are things that aren't making sense. There was a fucking shift in 2020. You know it. I know it. I get these nostalgic, listen, I get these nostalgic TikToks that come across and it makes me yearn for something that I will never have again because I recognize a shift in myself from 20, like it's, it's something happened. And you're also an age. This is what you're not comfortable. This is another thing. I love you to death. But the fact that this stuff is popping up from 30... You are 30. God bless you. But the fact that my husband and I remember stuff from 30 years ago. So it's bringing up. You want to talk about a nostalgia. That is like. It's little candies. It's little packaged things that that I always played with. Like. It's insanity. And then the music that they put with it. It almost makes me cry. Like 90s fashion. Now I get how my dad felt when people were dressing up as hippies and in Bellbottoms for Halloween. My 90s fashion that my mom decided to put me in? Because now all the clothes I wore in junior high and high school are like literally... Also, Target needs to stop. You just need to stop. Stop trying to bring... Stop it. Stop it. Target's trying really hard to bring uh, Blessed Be the Fruit to a thing, and I don't really care for that. I'm not caring for... Target's doing... Listen... (laughs) Target was like my go-to for like, cause I'm, as I described to you earlier, I'm a depressed lesbian in this body. And, um, but I dress like a soccer mom. Okay. Allison. Cause I love hoodies and everything with spandex that stretches. Uh, so like Target was good to me. Target was good to me. We were, we were vibing. We were good. We were, we had a connection. We knew what we were doing. Now all of a sudden, Excuse me? Why do I go there? And now you got stuff that, like, we're dressing like Spice Girls now? Is this what we're doing? We're bringing back t-shirts with sundresses? Is this what we're doing? Is this what we're doing, Target? I'm gonna need you to stop. I'm gonna need Which is hilarious because you have... To stop it. The side you're talking about. And then you go down a little bit further and we have Handmaid's Tale dresses. Listen, what is happening? What is this fashion? We're literally going from Spice Girls to Little House on the Prairie. (laughs) I don't. We're literally going from that to fucking the Waltons to John Boy. Like, what? What are we doing? Tarjay, I need to talk to you. They have a great pride section. And they always do. I like, really they, like their friends. They do it when they have their themes. Like they do it, but like otherwise, you're cl- we're not we're not vibing. Also, you now have shirts that are thirty five dollars, and I think you need to calm down on that. Stop it. Just stop it. Get some help. Target. Just 
It's Mental Health Awareness Month, Target. <laughs> this is... I would go to you for my mental health. My mental and health now was we're Target not doing Starbucks. <laughs> and now my mental health is thrift shopping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> thrift shopping. It's going to turn into thrift shopping because Target is now making me depressed. And All of the stores are making me turning, depressed. It's, it's, it's hurting my feelings now. Inflation is making me depressed. My life is depressed. Depressed lesbian. <laughs> Iced espresso, no cream because I have no salt. More espresso, less espresso. <laughs> it's not working anymore. I saw a TikTok where this girl goes, every day at work, I get more excited to work because I'm working towards death. And I was like, you know what's spoken really, like a true millennial. You know what's really funny <laughs> is that the millennials, how people used to say like, "I'm going to kill you" and stuff like that. And I'm like, you couldn't have said it to a generation that didn't want to die anymore. You're telling it to a generation that's like, okay, I <laughs> that and okay, so I and I can say this because we live in a medically legal state, so. <laughs> Uh, the best, I saw this, I found him on TikTok, but I also found him on Instagram, where this chick was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know who else has been going through it this week, but my demons are, my demons have been popping out like, I'm coming to get you. And I'm all like, bring marijuana. <laughs> I was like, listen, I've never related so much Listen to, um, yeah, so demons, go ahead and make a quick stop over to that dispensary and I'll meet you guys outside. Listen, can you also come clean my house, please? <laughs> Since we haven't been able Pass to... Pass the Dutchie on the left-hand side and clean my house. Pass <laughs> the Listen. And clean my house. My poor... So, a lot's been going on with one of the kittens that I've been getting... that I got. She's been sick and we've had to quarantine her. So, I told my girlfriend, I was like, I wish we could just hire a cat nanny that could just keep an eye on her and keep her company. And now the, the demons, I think I'm going to call on a demon to do that. Can you take care of her, you please? Should. They work for cheap. If they, I didn't they have really a cat, do. I would help you. I would be that demon. No, no. <laughs> I'd be like, can you come I over? You. <laughs> I will literally buy you a coffee every day so you can come over and just watch her for eight hours, please. Yeah. <clears throat> Anyways, just so we went from religious her. trauma to demons watching our animals. Stare at her and put her in a little bubble. Oh See, the thing is, is that she can actually be out around the other cats now, which is great. But she can't poop in their litter and they can't poop in yeah. hers. And that's why we always have to, when she comes out, we have to watch her. So it's been really hard to do that. But if anybody's dealt with worms. Mm, yeah, she had worms. Well, Gemini. she had an egg, but it was, you know, obviously. Hey, you still gotta. It's the same thing. It's just not infestation. Anybody that's God. ever been through it with dogs and cats, you still gotta. They really are your children. They really you are. know, so much life lessons has been learned through this little fucker. And, and I love her into, so much. Y'all jumped into three kids pretty quick. Just, well, well, three, yeah, because we went from one to wanting two, and then we accidentally got two, so it went from one to three, like. <laughs> we are a one-cat house. We have to be. Our cat, that Miss 
thingy thing. She, mm -mm. oh, she wouldn't have it. No, absolutely not. I told you, Killer Queen by Queen is her song. Stu's song she is gets the some... one you were just singing. I don't remember the name of. Pasta. Oh, Pasta. Don't you know? That. <laughs> That's Stu's song. Listen, it's a wonderful song. I fucking love it. I have never met a fucking cat. I am cat. so glad it got a resurgence with Stranger Things because I've always <laughs> loved that song. And uh, it's perfect. That's That's the... I love it. I love that that describes your cat. That's he perfect. is the most chill cat. I love it. Dude. Besides the fact that when he wants your attention, just constantly. Well, yeah. Now, Abby is very vocal. He's she's extremely vocal. We call him Sir Meows a lot for a reason. Hungry, wants attention, or wants to go outside. Which has been all three a lot lately. And it's great when I'm trying to work. Oh, yeah. I love when I'm on the phone. And he's playing with the fucking doorstop, and you hear. Dum. I'm having. I'm having to mute. I'm having to mute and go. No. Mute. No. Mute. N Abby. No. Mute. Abby. No. Mute. Abby. There was one time I straight up. Because the one time I don't get mute, people. There was one time I legitimately had to apologize because he meowed so loud that the patient heard him. And she goes, was that a cat? And I was like, I want to apologize. Uh, my cat needs attention and I'm not giving it to him. So he's screaming at me. I have and Tourette's she was and I'm dying. I should have said that. I should have fucking said that. I have Tourette's and my tick is I meow. I'm so sorry. Anyway, yeah. um, so <laughs> back to <gasps> hellhole, hellhole. Don't you guys miss this? Um, Listen, it's been, a, it's been a while. We haven't actually done a podcast in two weeks. Yeah, we've had two. We had two already in the in the bank pre pre recorded. So, um, yeah. Well, I just I really wanted to throw the mental health and the yes, uh, of course, writer strike thing out there because yes. I know the writer strike thing has been going on and we haven't really been able to talk about it and I haven't posted about it because uh this week it's been it's the only been. that's the only sound I can think to come out of my face to I think it's the only sound that truly yeah describes scream. So guys um the original will to hell now we will actually be talking about three because I decided to go down a rabbit hole when I well literally uh when I was researching, we like this holes to here. Have at we do to have as a podcast topic. Um, so I came up on this one, but then there actually are three legends. But the original regards a borehole in Russia that was purportedly drilled so deep that it broke through into literal hell. It is for it was first attested in English as a 1989 broadcast by Trinity Broadcasting Network. If you grew up Christian, we all know TBN. Janet, so, and what's his name? Uh, was that was it? Uh, I know her name. Wasn't her her name was Janet, right? Yes, and big uh, hair. Yes, I don't remember his name. When Pat. Hold, please. Pat? I think it was Pat, but go on. I'll, I'll, keep I'll look it up. Ooh, boy, those memories. Um, trauma memories, all the same. Um, the legend, so the legend holds that a team of Soviet engineers purportedly led by an individual named Mr. 
Azakoff. That sounds. Jan and Paul. Paul. Okay, Pat, close enough. You had the P. <laughs> in an unnamed place in Siberia, had drilled a hole that was nine miles or 14.4 kilometers deep before breaking through to a cavity. Intrigued by the unexpected discovery, they lowered an extremely heat-tolerant microphone along with other sensory equipment into the well, and the temperature... The temperature deep within was 1,000 degrees Celsius, which is also 1,832 degrees Fahrenheit, from a chamber of fire from which the tormented screams of the dam could be heard. Y'all, listen, I was fully convinced this was real when I was a kid. My grandma, like, God love that woman and God rest her soul. But I mean, she was so deeply Christian and so deeply believed in a literal heaven and a literal hell that. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're kids and we're being told this. And we're like, what? Um, so the Soviet Union did, in fact, drill a hole that was more than 700 miles deep. Uh, I'm sorry, seven and a half miles deep, um, which is 12 kilometers. So close enough to the nine miles. And it was called it's called the Kola Super Deep Borehole. It's not located in Siberia. It's actually located on the Kola K-O-L-A Peninsula, which is shared, which borders Norway and Finland. Upon reaching the depth of 12,262 meters, which is 40,230 feet in 1989, some interesting geological anomalies were found, although they reported no supernatural encounters. Now, apparently there were like really, really old fossilized remains that they weren't even able to, to wow. predate. Um and uh, where the the uh, building surrounding the borehole uh, has since been abandoned, I think since like 92, the early 90s. Um, so it's all caved in. So the actual building that was there and like the big drill that was sticking up, that's that I believe is gone. The building itself is caved in. The hole is still there. They never filled the hole in. But they did uh, put some kind of plate plating around it. So you would literally have to like rip out rivets and shit. Like you can't get the plate off, but the hole is physically still there. Um, uh, But no sounds from hell or anything. Um, The sound effects that were used in this recording that a lot of churches apparently played and a lot of other places apparently played these tormented screams, they were later found to be looped together from various sound effects some identified as the soundtrack to the 1972 movie Baron Blood. So the story That's was fucking hilarious to me. Right? <laughs> it was an, like a 70s B horror movie. Wow! It took these recordings from and just looped it. You know, somebody awesome. somebody out there one day was just like, uh, "I have a joke we could play on the Christians," and then mm-hmm. just went with it. <laughs> Genuinely, I guess a lot of that happened. Oh yeah, I'm sure. The story was reported to first have been published by the Finnish newspaper, not even going to try, um, A-M-M-E-N-N-U-S-A-S-T-I-A. Anastasia. A journal published by a group of Pentecostal Christians from Levisjoka, that is a village in the municipality of, these goddamn Finnish words to fuck. 
S-I-I-K-A-I-N-E-N in Western Finland. Rich Bueller, who interviewed, or, yeah, Rich Bueller, who interviewed the editors, found that the story had been based on recollections of a letter printed in the feature section of a newspaper that was called the Atella Sumen, or possibly the Atella Sumen Sanomat. Now, those are all Finnish words, so I know I'm probably going to sure <laughs> that. When contacting the letter's author, Bueller found that he had drawn from a story appearing in a Finnish Christian newsletter named V-A-E-L-T-A-J-A-T, which had printed the story in July of 1989. The newsletter's editor claimed that its origin had been in a newsletter called Jewels of Jericho, which was published by a group of Messianic Jews in California. Now that's Jules, not Jews. I did not say Jews. Um, J-E-W-E-L-S of Jericho. Here, Bueller stops tracing the origins any further. Because now you're like, who the fuck? <laughs> did the newspaper in Finland make it up? Did this newsletter in California by these Messianic Jews, did they? Who knows? American tabloids soon ran the story. Okay, so then that would make sense of the article that my grandma found, mm. which was probably in like the Daily Sun or like one of those just like god awful offshoots tabloid rags that my mom would buy in the grocery aisle and keep it in the bathroom that you would read before phones if you had to poop. Like that's exactly it was tabloid. It was tabloid newspapers, like yeah. joke books and tabloid newspapers. That was what was in our bathroom. Well, yeah. To read when you were going to poop. That was you, it. it was, or you're reading the back of the shampoo. Exactly. Bottle, and that fucking sucks. You're like, I <laughs> know the ingredients now. I don't need to know. I don't. I don't. I, don't I didn't want to know, but there's nothing else to read in here. Um. So, and then the sound files began appearing on various sites across the internet. YouTube was I, a big one. Because YouTube, yeah. yeah. That's where they Sen got it at church. Sensationalistic retellings of the legend can be found on YouTube, usually usually featuring the aforementioned barren blood sound effects. The story eventually, so this is where TBN got involved. The story eventually made its way to the American Christian Trinity Broadcasting Network, which broadcast it on the network, claiming it to be proof of a literal existence to hell. Jesus. Age Rendelin. I know that's probably, it's an A with a little circle over it. I'm sorry. I don't know how y'all pronounce that. Um, a Norwegian teacher heard the story on TBN while visiting the United States, disgusted with what he perceived to be a mass gullibility. Are you just now catching on to what religion wants to do? It's okay. It took me a long time to. Listen, <laughs> if you're just now realizing it, it's fine. Um, it's okay. Uh, the tale at TBN's expense. Rendelin wrote to the network, originally claiming that he disbelieved the tale, but upon his return to Norway, he supposedly read a factual account of the story. According to Rendelin, the story claimed that not only that the cursed well was real, but that it had a bat-like apparition. Now, remember this, because we're going to come back to bats flying out of wells from hell. This is actually, we're actually going to come back to that. Um, a common pictorial that represented demons was either the Michelangelo's The Torment of St. Anthony 
or the Bat Boy on Weekly World News, which I always thought Weekly World News was just, those were the best ones. Clearly those were fake, but Weekly World News was always fun. And I guess it, I guess there was something even more fun about it because they always printed their pictures in black and white. So, had risen out of it before blazing a trail across the Russian sky. To perpetuate his hoax, Rindelin deliberately mistranslated a trivial Norwegian article about a local building inspector into the story and submitted both the original Norwegian article and the English quote-unquote translation to TBN. Rindelin also included his real name, phone number, and address, as well as those of a pastor friend who knew about the hoax and had agreed to expose it to anyone who called seeking verification. However, TBN did nothing to verify Rindelin's claims, and they aired the story as proof of the validity of the original story. So not only did they say that this was a literal hell, but that also some guy in Norway said that he saw a bat flying out of it. So that's great. Um, is that <laughs> is that how we legit get the term bat out of hell? I think so. Since its publicity, <laughs> many alternative versions of the well to hell story have been published in 1992. Weekly World News themselves published an alternative version of the story which was set in Alaska, where 13 minor, miners were literally killed after Satan came out of the hole. Oh, Satan came out too? Yeah. Okay. In Alaska this time. Oh, and he was in Alaska? Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so. <laughs> so that's where we are now. So that's how the original urban legend started. It was originally the Kola borehole in... Um, the Kola Peninsula between Finland and Norway. It was never so Coca Cola came out of Russia. That would have been even better. Does a bat fly out with an ice cold case of Coke? Because I I'll take it. Does drinking Coke turn you into a bat? Listen, I'm down with either one of those things. It's the skin of a killer, <laughs> Bella. <laughs> no, <laughs> you know they're rebooting yeah. that shit. Is that real? I've been seeing it a lot. So okay. I, I honestly don't know if it is Because I see a lot of these things and I'm just like, I'll believe it when it fucking happens. Well, fucking Beetlejuice 2 finally uh, listen, has a release they, date. I don't even know. Because they've been saying that for years. And I'm, at still, least over, eight. And I'm still over here like... At least eight. They talked about Hocus Pocus 2 for 27 years. <laughs> so... They literally did. Literally. They literally did. Oh my god. I literally almost said I'm going to now talk about ma manhole. Um this that's not correct. No. Um we're not talking about any men's holes. No. At all. So we're gonna talk it about really makes me want to vomit. <laughs> Both of us. So we're gonna talk about Mel's hole. M-E-L. Yes. Mel. So Mel's hole is according to Urban Legend a quote unquote bottomless pit near Ellensburg, Washington. So this is the second one that that's is, actually located here in the United States, supposedly. Yes. Allegedly. Claims about it were first made on the radio show Coast to Coast AM by a guest calling himself Mel Waters. Later investigation revealed no such person was listed as residing in that area and no credible evidence has been given that the hole ever existed. We just out here talking about holes that don't exist. The legend of the bottomless hole started on February 21st of 1997 when a man identifying himself as Mel Waters appeared as a guest on Coast to Coast with Art Bell. Hmm. Art Bell. I used to love... I didn't get into that until much later when uh, me and my husband met. And he and it's so funny. We were literally just talking about this today. My husband, when we first met, 15 years seems like a billion years ago. But um, he listened to uh, Howard Stern. And Howard Stern would have a guy on that 
literally believed that he was abducted by aliens several times that aliens still communicated with him r.i.p riley and uh riley that actually led me to listening to coast to coast with art bell and it had been on for years prior to that coast to coast with art bell was always the am station that people that was the go-to if you believed in anything paranormal especially if it had to do with aliens or cryptids or anything like that that was like the uh, like the original before we had any shows podcasts or anything um it was a radio show that people would just call in and whether it was real fake or not art would put you on and Isn't he was art and bell, art, art bell was guy? a character himself that guy was a character isn't he in orphan black does that or did they, Bell? Or did they take the name? Is that where they took the name from? That'd be interesting. It makes sense because it's very sci-fi. It would make it it would definitely make sense if they took inspiration from that. Even though that's a Canadian show, it would still I'm pretty sure it was his name was Arthur. Yeah. Was Arthur, Arthur Bell. Bell. Um yeah. Waters. Yeah, that's interesting. Because I saw Art Bell and that's why I went huh, Art Bell. That would be like, really, really, black. really interesting if they if they did. There's a lot of stuff because, in Arthur yeah, Black Because he taken. was around um Yeah, Coast to Coast AM ran from 1988 until 2003 and then came back and is now hosted by George Norrie, um, who was featured heavily on Ancient Aliens, and he's another another guy that's big into paranormal and alien stuff. But yeah. uh so Mel Waters claimed that he owned rural property nine miles west of Ellensburg in Kittigas County, Washington, that contained a mysterious hole. According to Waters, the hole had an unknown depth, and he claimed to have measured its depth using fishing line and a weight, although he had still not hit bottom by the time 80,000 feet of line had been used. That's a lot of fucking line. He also claimed that his neighbor's dead dog had been seen alive sometime after it was thrown into the hole. So, Pet cemetery. According to Waters, mm -hmm. the hole's magical properties prompted U.S. federal agents to seize the land and, and fund his relocation to Australia. Waters made guest appearances on Bell's show in 97, 2000, and 2002. Rebroadcasts of these appearances have helped create what has been described as a modern rural myth. The exact location of the hole is unspecified, yet several people claim to have seen it, such as Gerard... J okay. Gerald R. Osborne, who used the ceremonial name Red Elk, who described himself as an in intertribal medicine man, half-breed, ha uh, Native American and white, who told reporters in 2012 that he visited the hole many times since 61 and claimed the U.S. government maintained a top-secret base there where alien activity occurs. But in 2002, Osborne wasn't able to find the hole on an expedition of 30 people he was leading. Local news reporters who investigated the claims found no public records of anyone named Mel Waters ever residing in or owning property in this county. According to State Department of Natural Resources geologist Jack Powell, the hole does not exist and is geologically impossible. A hole of the depth claim would collapse into itself under tremendous pressure and heat from the surrounding strata, said Powell. Powell said an ordinary old mine shaft on private property was probably the inspiration for the stories and commented that Mel's hole had established itself as a legend based on no evidence at all. Yep, and there was um, 
Now there is a, I know the way I came upon it was a picture, the way I found out about Mel's hole, uh, which actually kind of led into bringing this up as a topic that there were just, there were so many of these like supposed gateways to hell, not just the one that we heard about when we were kids that was based off of the cola borehole. Um, this one I actually saw on an Instagram post, but the picture that circulates, it's, uh, it's only like one, that's the picture that circulated, I think after either the first or the second time that quote unquote Mel was interviewed on Coast to Coast, but so many people have said that that isn't real. That's just some random, random like Google image that somebody found and that that's not it at all. Like if you geographically go to the exact spot that he said this was, there is nothing there. Definitely not something where a dead dog would be coming out of it if fucking <laughs> Good Lord. Um, okay, so our very last one, and this is actually really interesting. There is a castle in the Czech Republic that for a long time was rumored to have been built around a well to hell to literally protect bat like demons flying out of it. So, <laughs> the gateway to hell, terrifying stories of the history of, um, I'm going to do my best to pronounce this. I believe it's Hoska or Huska Castle. What would you say? Hauska? Hauska? We'll say Hauska. Hauska Castle. Sure. So, <laughs> I found this article um, on a website called Ghost and Hauntings, and it was written in December of 2020. So Hauska Castle has become one of the Czech Republic's most famous landmarks. I think currently it's undergoing some type of renovation. So tours are closed at the moment, um, but it has had running tours for quite a while where you can tour the grounds and the castle itself. Um, it is nestled away deep in the Czech countryside. Hauska Castle was built near the top of a cliff around one hour from Prague. Constructed between 1253 and 1278. So it's a little it old. It's so crazy when you hear shit that old when you live in this country. It's um, just a bit old. During the reign of Ottokar II of Bohemia, the castle's original purpose has become the subject of many dark and terrifying stories. As the Gothic structure today attracts thousands of visitors each year, its reputation has been tainted as one of the most haunted locations anywhere in the world. While Hauska Castle might seem like an enchanting stronghold from the outside, the secrets and legends that are told from within its walls are even more formidable. If you're lucky enough to observe the castle from the outside, you'll notice some quite peculiar additions. Firstly, most of the windows are not in use. Glass panes were installed during the castle's construction, but walls were also built behind them, preventing them from being used. Secondly, the castle doesn't appear to have been built to withstand battles. Though the location may initially seem somewhat strategic as it is situated at the top of a cliff overlooking the Czech countryside, there are no sources of water, no kitchen, and the building stood vacant for years after its construction. This has raised doubts as to the castle's intended purpose. But if it wasn't built to be a fort or a residence, why was it built at all? One of the most prominent legends surrounding Hauska Castle may provide the answer. The Gateway to Hell. The area in which the castle was built isn't all that strategic. It's in the middle of nowhere. There are no trade routes nearby. It's engulfed by dense forests, swamps, and sandstone mountains. Maybe somebody most... just wanted to live out in the middle of I... nowhere. When I found out Inya 
<laughs> move to a castle with her cats. Listen, I also I aspire. Who can to say? have that life? <laughs> so, like, I'm, I'm just saying, like, I'm so envious. I'm, I'm just fucking I'm just, same. I'm just so envious. <laughs> the most popular legend surrounding the castle's construction suggests that it was built to conceal a literal portal to hell. Archaeological evidence shows that the Celtic people had settled in the area hundreds of years prior to the castle being built, and Slavic tribes had migrated to the area as far back as the 6th century. Before Hausko Castle was built, archaeologists—that's uh, the word that fucking gets me. Right? <laughs> archaeologists have also found evidence of a wooden structure existing existing there in the 9th century. This wooden structure was mentioned by Vaclav. Hajik in his Czech Chronicle, which was published in 1541. Vaklov also mentioned a strange crack in the top of the limestone cliff and a pit so deep that it seemed to be endless. The Hauska pit was attributed as the source of strange visitations. After numerous people suffered from these visitations, the locals began referring to the Hauska pit as the hole to hell. It was completely avoided by all residents in the area after dark. According to legend, the castle which stands today was built over the Hauska pit in order to conceal the gateway to hell. Locals reported seeing black winged blacked black winged creatures coming up out of the pit and attacking people. Residents reportedly went missing in the forest surrounding the pit and were thought to have been dragged to hell by the winged beasts. Can I when can I get a ticket? Anyway, though the hole is often referred, <laughs> referred to as the gateway to hell, it's also referred to as the Hauska Castle Pit. In accordance with the castle's paranormal origins, one highly sufficient feature of the castle is its defenses. Rather than having defenses on the outside to try and stop people getting in, all of its defenses were built on the inside as though they were built to try to keep something in. These internal defenses point toward the courtyard. The castle was built as a fortification to shield the world from the forces of a demonic nature, but more specifically, it's the chapel within the castle that covers the supposed gateway to hell. See, now this gave me, that was another reason why I want to talk about this one, because this kind of gave me the nun vibes. Right? That monastery, yeah. Where they built it around that the- nunnery monastery, mm -hmm. wherever they built around the- Yeah. The chapel is appropriately dedicated to St. Michael, who protects against the forces of darkness. Today, the visitors have claimed to be able to hear the scratches of these entities from beneath the floorboards of the chapel as they desperately try and claw their way back into the world. Ghostly figures have also been seen wandering the castle grounds. When the construction of the Hauska Castle began, the intrigue of the locals got the better of them. Eager to know what was below the surface of the pit, the local authorities agreed to pardon prisoners if they agreed to be lowered by rope into the gateway to hell. I will pass on that. No. Um, the first of the prisoners who agreed to the terms in order to escape a more severe punishment was lowered down into the endless pit. He vanished into the darkness before those on the surface began to hear his blood-curdling screams. Those waiting eagerly above pulled the man up frantically. When he came back into sight, he looked as if he had aged 30 years just from spending a few seconds in the darkness of the pit. His hair turned white, his skin now wrinkled. He had been so disturbed by whatever he saw that when he reached the surface, he was still screaming. He was placed in an asylum, but died two days later, two days later from an unknown cause. Yeah, so I've actually, that's, I've read that in two different places. None of that's been able to be corroborated, but it's just another thing that goes back into this legend of this being a supposed Imagine if that was true, though. 
But like, also, why are there so many goddamn holes to hell? Like, can we stop, please? We don't need one. We don't need three. We don't need Earth is else. legitimately hell enough. Can like, we please. not actually drill to like, the girl one? Can we stop one? doing that? Can, can we? Please? Let's just not. We're tired. We are. We are so tired. We're tired. It's like we when this, this. I saw an article where they were like, unearth this thing from an Egyptian tomb. And I'm, I'm so like, put it back. That. Put it back. Don't y'all open. Don't open no mummies. Don't open tombs. No sarcophagi. No fucking, like, stop, it. stop opening ancient things. Leave them the fuck alone. There's a reason why they're buried so far down. Just leave them. Leave it. Leave it alone. It's like when that lady was like, oh, look, we found this Bible in our attic. Oh Put it back. Let me tell you something. Put it fucking back. This is why I'm, I'm so glad I don't live. People that live in old houses and start doing home renovations, just move out. Like, just, just leave. Because you're about to stir up all kinds of shit, okay? You're about to just make a mess of everything. Just honor and respect and leave it alone, Okay? You finding shit in the crawl spaces. Look what we found. Put it back and get out of the house. Okay? Like, stop. I could never. Not to mention, don't I could fucking never. Oh, my God. Don't. I'll be goddamn. And we have a fucking crawl space. I don't go up in that bitch. I don't know what the fuck is in there. I don't want to know. I'm never in my life. That is too much paranormal activity. Too much. I'm never. Sinister. I mean, it's straight up. It's a little square in our whole closet. I was like, I'm never. I That is actually paranormal. So and if I real. hear something up there, we're no. leaving. We're leaving. Guess what? Immediately. Effective right now. Leave like, it. We will, we, we're leaving. We're <laughs> going to investigate. I I have none of that in me to go check it out. The like, people no. who do that shit are white. Yeah. So and I'm not. I and, am, but I'm also not. But you, you have black friends. So you're adjacent. So you know well enough to not fucking do that shit. I'm 100% that person that when I say I have a black best friend, I sound like one of those people. But I'm like, but I'm also legit. You're like, please don't make me wheel out the podium. I'm not that kind of person. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not saying it because I'm one of the white people who's like, well, I have a black best friend. I'm like, no, I legit do. I don't. This isn't like Michael Scott. We're like, I work with a guy named Daryl. Like, don't. My best friend's name is Tyrone. Like, don't we're do not. It. We're not. Don't do it. Stop. We're not. No. <laughs> it's a real friendship. It just happens to me. I just happen to be white. Oh, you're like, I just happen to be. I that's just happen funny. to be white. No, but I will. It's actually an old. That's actually an old George Carlin stand-up bit for people that are born the people that are actually white and people that happen to be white and the same thing can work for black people too <laughs> like oh you you happen to be like, like it's just it was the funniest fucking thing in the world but you i mean like in a per prime example is my husband oh yeah yeah his parents white which means he just happens to be white it's always the he wears the uniform but he's not on the same team so exactly he just infiltrate we you use, can infiltrate. We use our privilege for good. You infiltrate. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Exactly. I love it. But I will fully admit Perfect. that if I do hear a noise, sometimes I will go. Oh my god. And you know I do. You've ghost hunted with me. I'm like, what was that? And then you're like, what the fuck are you doing? 
<laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm immediately like, no, I'm going to be over here. But, <laughs> but then I turn and look at you and I'm like, this is what we came for. And you're like, well, you're right. And then you'll go with me. Yeah. <laughs> I should next time be like, baby, this is what you came for. Like, no. Uh, and then all the ghosts are just, we're all jamming. Anyway. <laughs> it's true, though. I mean, you, you're, when like, I'm ghost hunting, like, I want to be scared, but I don't want to be scared. But I'm like, th this is literally what I signed up for. Like, I signed up to have this experience. When so I go I'm ghost not... hunting, I'm going to go check out the noise. Yeah. If I'm in a home where I'm, it's not my home and I'm not familiar with it, and I hear a noise, bitch, no. Absolutely fucking not. I'll be like, the demons can come drag me to hell for all I care. I'm right. not going to see what that was. Right. No. You're right. There is a difference. Like, this isn't a supervised setting so if it's ghosts that's fine but if i'm just in a random and i hear like if we're in an airbnb and i just hear something I'm like oh no <laughs> like uh -uh. my ass would be like history of <laughs> i'd be like oh this ain't about to be the movie the strangers y'all gonna come out because y'all about to get fucked up we're not playing that game swinging like, that baseball bat around like <laughs> Come get me, motherfucker. It's fucking crazy. <laughs> randomly, this woman just standing there in her underwear. Instead, <laughs> instead of, why did you do this? Because you were home. <laughs> They're like, why did you do this? Because you fucked with the wrong motherfucker. You fucked with the wrong bitch. Okay. <laughs> you be kaye, motherfucker. <laughs> anyway. Okay. So, and again, I'm still getting more. This is giving more into the nun vibes. Um, and it could also be a big part of the reason that Hauska Castle actually is potentially haunted. Not even so much a gateway to hell, but actually has some, could have some demonic presences. Um, Nazi occupation. So not Well, that's all we needed. That's all you needed. <laughs> all right, guys. So we're going to end it there. Um, Nazis were famously fascinated with the occult. I don't know how many examples. We, we could go another two hours with giving how many examples. Literally their symbol. Literally the symbol. Because Hitler was obsessed with the Bhagavita. Bhagavita. Ha. Anyway, my husband knows how to pronounce it. I can't say it right now, but you guys get it. He was literally obsessed with that. And took it upon himself to twist it and the Aryan race is superior and whatever. Um, stupid shit. Um, they're stupid. Like, how something could just take on a life of its own because some fucking moron that failed art class fucking... And had a single and square mad patch of hair on and his lip. Mad, and it's mad because he had one ball and his dad never hugged him. He had one testicle and his dad didn't hug him and he failed art school. Well, he's like, this is what this means? And V hates them? That's what happened. <laughs> and then he wanted and then people were a like, whole superior race of blonde-haired, blue-eyed people and he looked nothing like that. Tell me you're a pedophile without telling me you're a pedophile. That always fascinated me so much that that was, that the his vision of what a pure white German race looked nothing like him. And he was so, he had such deep self-hatred because you know most of, half of his family was Jewish. Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm sorry, your daddy didn't hug you. Well, and you failed art school, Adolf. But you know what? 
It was them happy little trees weren't happy little trees in it. Okay. Why don't you just admit that you have very deeply rooted religious trauma and you? Yeah, listen, religious trauma, daddy trauma. There's a lot. There's a lot of trauma. There's a lot. A lot to unpack. I have very deeply rooted religious trauma, and you don't see me out here going death to all Christians. Adolf needed art therapy. He needed. He needed therapy. He needed all of therapy. He needed Poor every thing. single therapy and every single. <laughs> Poor thing. Totally ruined that name too. Ain't nobody named their kid Adolf after that. Well, that didn't I happen. hope not. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We're just gonna change that F to a PH, and we're like, that doesn't make it any better. <laughs> Adolf, and then he raises his hand in class. We're going to give you a nickname. Um, Your name is Dolphy. So uh, the research uh, into the paranormal by the Nazis was at times both extreme and desperate, like everything else about them. And with a reputation such as Hauska Castle, it wasn't long before Nazis decided to take it for themselves and put local theories to test. With World War II resulting in fierce fighting across the continent, the Nazis swept into the Czech Republic and decided to enrich their knowledge of the occult by studying at Hauske Castle. The infamous SS chief Heinrich Himmler was so obsessed with pagan lore and occult teachings that he made it his personal objective to collect as many books and manuscripts about witchcraft, the occult, and supernatural as he could, as he could which is, again, makes me laugh so fucking hard that these fucking Nazis talk about how Christian they are. And so... Y'all call each other Grand Wizards and Grand Dragons! What in the hell is Christian about that? Sounds pagan to me. Y'all walk around in robes and call each other dragons and wizards and... It sounds like a big D&D match. It really does. It real and y'all and you want and you expect us to take you seriously. We're supposed to take the Grand Wizard seriously. Okay, Grand Poobah. Surprise! That's not a Poobah running around. God, just ridiculous. Like, I read this and you think and I think about how so many of their ideals because they're still around. We still have these neo-Nazi moron groups. We still have them, and they're so deeply embedded and. And having these godly Christian values when the very foundation of Nazism is there was was Heinrich Himmler's and Adolf Hitler's absolute obsession with the occult and witchcraft. It's because Completely logic and hatred obsessed. cannot go cannot. But be they the mixed it room. with Christianity because they also mm-hmm. believed like they were trying to find the spear of destiny, remember? Because mm-hmm. he wanted he literally wanted to perform occult rituals with Jesus's blood to give him more power. Listen to yourself. I'm so sorry. I'm, so so I'm like, Listen, what is happening? I want Jesus's blood to perform occult rituals to give myself more power. Yeah. That's who y'all want to follow. Okay. Little stupid ass mustache. A literal square. Literal. Stupidest thing. Holy shit. God. The holiest. So, <laughs> I want to I need to rewatch so, the movie. Oh, I love that movie so much. Himmler was very adamant that by harnessing the powers of the occult, the Nazis could achieve world dom- domination. Himmler had been accredited as the initial founder of esoteric Hitlerism. 
And it said that many high-ranking Nazi officials, including Hitler himself, would attend secret ceremonies to try and harness supernatural power. Just like I said, many of these ceremonies... And that's were not thought, at all. They were thought to have actually taken place at the castle. After the war, the remains of three German soldiers were uncovered in the inner courtyard. They had been shot. Despite the discovery of the skeletons, it remains a mystery as to why and when they were killed at the castle. In the midst of the Thirty Years' War between 1618 and 1648, the control of Hauska Castle was taken over by the Swedish army. The Swedish commander at the time was known to be a cruel man who gave his men specific orders to plunder everything they could, as well as giving them free reign to practice S.A. as sport. That's wonderful. Um, oh, okay. Great. How Christian of you. Pillaging everything. Um, Aranto, which was the Swedish commander at the time, made Hauska Castle his primary base for some time. While he was based there, it said that he was well aware of the stories of paranormal phenomena and that, that had been reported at the time. In order to try and unlock the power from beneath the foundations, it said that he practiced numerous rituals, including animal sacrifice. The Swedish commander was also known to be carrying out inhumane experiments on prisoners of war. Locals thought the experiments were resulting in the strange noises and lights that could be frequently seen and heard around the Hauska pit. So those are just two theories as to where the possible or rumored uh, paranormal activity comes from the actual pit surround that uh, is in the middle of the castle. So despised by his actions, the locals that had remained in the area decided to offer a reward of 100 gold to those who could kill him. Two huntsmen were keen to take the locals up on their offer and managed to shoot him through a window. He died in the main hall and his ghost is still said to roam the Hauska Castle in anger. To coincide with the varied nationalities that once held the castle, voices and screams in different languages Screams in Spanish <laughs> Hilarious. are often heard throughout the castle at night. These screams may be coming from the prisoners of war that were held captive there or the local villagers that were taken down into the Hauska Castle pit by the flying demonic, demonic, demonic entities. Czech poet Carol Hynek Macha, or Masha, visited the Hauska Castle in 1836 and spent a night there during his walking tour of the region. In his dreams, he had a terrifying vision, which he recorded in a letter to his friend Edward Hendel. Masha described a vision in which his soul descended into the pit and was transported to a type of hellish mechanized future, Prague 2006. Once he found himself in this technological future, he found himself wandering aimlessly in horror and despair. In his vision, a girl came to him, continued to show him a series of moving pictures in a small casket before finding himself walking along the same high sandstone cliffs in complete darkness that were riddled with holes that projected an eerie yellow light. In other ghostly tales, a headless black horse is said to gallop through the surrounding area. Visitors have also reported seeing a line of ghostly people I'm so sorry. Ghostly people all chained together, each one with an injury or disability walking towards the castle. A phantom white lady is also said to haunt the building. Sounds like a lot of shit went on there for enough for a plenty of paranormal activity. <laughs> and again, some of this, some of it has been corroborated as far as the um, 
you know, there, there were Swedish commanders that passed through there during the 30 years war that was Nazi occupied at the time. There is enough more than overwhelming enough amount of evidence out there that Heinrich Kimmler and Adolf Hitler were very much into esoteric and occult practices that they were using for power and manipulation within the Nazi party. So, um, all of that being said, that even with that being true, if any of that was surrounding that castle or within that castle, whether there were actual rituals done there, whether there were actual murders done there and essays done there and sacrifices done there by the Swedish commanding officer during the Thirty Years' War or any of the rituals that were done by Himmler or Adolf, if any of those happened or didn't happen. Just the fact that they were surrounding that area, that's going to leave enough negative energy, dare I say even demonic energy, that, I mean, it's very similar, again, pointing back to the nun, that, you know, they were able to protect this area until war happened. Mm -hmm. And then it <laughs> literally... I fully believe that even if you don't <coughs> necessarily mean to pull demonic entities somewhere due to the things that have happened in the area. Bobby Mackey's. Yep. They yeah. very well can manifest themselves. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I would imagine there's probably some demonic entities going on up there. Over there. One thousand. One Which thousand makes percent. me not want to visit it. No! No, no. No. Like I'll I said, pass. even if even if all that stuff didn't happen, as far as the sacrifices and the rituals, just the fact that they were there and they were in that area... Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Like I said, I, I read that for whatever reason, I'm pretty sure it's because of renovations that right now tours are closed. And, you know, maybe they should just stay that way. Right. So. <laughs> maybe this is a sign I to. Think they should just stay that way. Stay closed. And apparently the coal, the cola borehole, that area started getting a resurgence with, um. Uh, I think, you know, it was always a thing, but I think definitely with, uh, like, with the lockdowns and stuff in 2020, there were more of a resurgence of urban explorers. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. And if you guys have never heard the, uh, this video, you can just Google hellhole <laughs> in Siberia on YouTube. It's still there and you'll find it. Don't worry. <laughs> I don't know why that makes me laugh, but... It really does. It just, it cracks me up that that was like, yeah, one of the first things that pops up is hole to hell, screams recorded at the bottom of the deepest borehole. And that was from three years ago. There's even ones that will literally say it was the cola borehole. And they say that that was in Russia and it still wasn't in, it was not in Russia. Yeah, guys, yeah, is it, cut it out. Oh, hey, do you need some Astro Allergy nose spray? <laughs> this is great. Oh my god, shut Don't up. I love the ads. Aren't they great? Especially when they won't let me skip them. They're like, no. Hold on. That, I remember this. I didn't believe them. Like one of your I literally remember. I I literally remembered that. I remembered that. And to think that all came from this fucking yeah, because he actually gives you the option to turn it off. Thirty seconds while it plays. 
So if anybody is Wait. interested, oh, go ahead. Discounted the Siberia sounds from Hell's story. It is true, and I, for one, wish it wasn't. Rick, listening from Chicago. And so I submit now the cleaned uh, a better copy to you, and uh, what you are about to hear is very disturbing indeed. I can't even believe this. I literally remember this. I literally remember this. Honestly, it just sounds like classroom or like a. But I mean, you gotta think though. If you were, if you were a child, or you this scared the so shit out of me as a kid. Ever loving crap out of me when I was a kid. This scared how the old, shit out of me. We were probably about the same. I was about eleven or twelve. Age difference. Oh, see, shit. I was even younger than that. I was about nine or ten. So it really scared the fuck out of me. Really? Yeah, I love the the first thing says, I don't care that it's fake. This is still one of the scariest things I've ever heard. You know, it it really is. It doesn't sound scary now. No. Back then, it was terrible. Oh, in case anybody is interested, uh, Barren Blood is streaming on Tubi. Of course it is. If you would like to watch it. Tubi would have it. So Barren Blood was a 1972 horror film that was directed by Morio Baba. And it was about a baron that was a murderous noble who was resurrected from the dead by his descendant and a college student. Cool. Sounds interesting. Um, And even on the Wikipedia page, it says the Well to Hell hoax was um, recordings from the soundtrack of of Baron fucking hilarious. Blood. I don't even fucking think the hilarious. did that well. It was kind of one of these... Could you imagine? She's Louise. If you were sitting in church or heard that and you go, you know, this sounds like really familiar. This sounds like a movie I've watched recently. Isn't that hilarious, though, that now that this movie possibly got a resurgence, some like B movie from the 70s, like Italian Gallo movie that was made that like barely did anything and all of a sudden got this huge resurgence because people find out this fucking well to hell hoax that those sounds were from that movie. So now everybody's like, I gotta watch the movie. If you guys didn't know about it, now you can watch the movie. It's on Tubi. So there you go. You're welcome. Apparently it was originally on Netflix. Netflix, when it was one of those movies that it was lost and Netflix bought the the distribution rights. So it was originally streaming on Netflix Mm. and now it's on now it's on Tubi. That is fucking hilarious. So there you go, guys. I hope you enjoyed the episode. I'm glad we were able to find something real quick um, so that we could at least bring you guys something. And if these are stories you've never heard of before, well, there you go. Um, apparently you can still... So the... Um, again, Baron Blood is on Tubi if anybody wants to watch it. Uh and if you want to hear the rest of the recording, honestly, I might post it. Um, I might actually post that recording. There you go. Just you because it's like, it. it's the um, original, original recording. And it's really, you can compare it to the movie. You decide to watch yeah. the movie. Um, the coast, uh, the coast to coast AMs with Art Bell are, uh, you can, if you, since George Norrie is continuing the show, uh, previous episodes are archived. So if you guys just Google Coast to Coast AM and you go to their website, I'm sure you'll be able to find those original interviews about Mel's whole, even though I don't think it's true at all. Um, And yeah, that was about the best article I could find about uh, Houska Castle. There is some information on the Wikipedia page, but there wasn't a lot. Um, The pictures are gorgeous. 
I know we gave you um, a little bit of a description, but if you guys want to just Google H-O-U-S-K-A castle, it's absolutely fucking gorgeous. I mean, if it wasn't for all the Nazi demon shit, I would love to... <laughs> Minor details. <laughs> it's beautiful. I mean, it's fucking beautiful, but I'm like, no. No. I'm just... I'm sure there's surrounding areas in Prague that are just as gorgeous. Right. I'll stick with the non-Nazi no, yeah. demonic areas. I don't want Nazi demons. I will, I will pass. That's a whole nother level of demon. It really is. That I really don't need. I don't want really any type don't. of demon, but <clears throat> Nazi demons? Nazi demons, I'm... like... Hail <laughs> Satan level of demons. <laughs> like, please not the Nazi ones, though. Can we not? Can we not? With, can we just... Can we not with the Nazi ones? Please. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, the next two weeks, we have some exciting things coming. Um, More horror hound related stuff? We kind of mentioned this in passing, but we didn't really talk too much about it. Um, next Wednesday, we are going to be talking about this place called the Enchanted Church, um, which was, if you guys were big portal to... Port Portals to Hell, <laughs> speaking of Portals to Hell, Portals to Hell right, fans. Exactly. So it um, was the last, it was the very last episode of season three. Mm -hmm. So the last season, season three, episode 13, that aired July of 2022, The Enchanted Church. That was the episode that was actually just Jack. Um, if you guys want to watch that, season three, episode 13. Portals to Hell. Um, we'll definitely gonna go back and watch it. Oh yeah, it'll be fucking cool. Um, but yeah, we there. met the lady who owns the church at Horror Hound. Yes. Um, actually, it was super by chance. But needless to say, we get to go there. Um, next Thursday after we both get off work, we get to go. We get to spend the night. We get to do Airbnb, and we get to interview Yay! her about the church. And so this is going to be our <laughs> paranormal experience for this year. Um, so you guys usually know we like to do an episode about the history of the building. So we'll be doing a history of it next week. And then the following week, we'll be talking to you about our experiences that we have while we are there. Um, what is her name again? It's Bridget. Bridget. That's right. Um, I'm so sorry, Bridget. I'm terrible. I can't remember names. Um, Bridget has been so fucking beyond kind and sweet to us. And she she literally met us at Horror Hound, and she's just opening her church to us to let us do this. And she said, we'll be the first podcast to ever do this, and the first podcast to be able to interview them. And uh, we are very excited. It's not too far from here. Uh, with traffic, you're looking at roughly about a three-hour drive. <laughs> if traffic isn't too bad, it's about two hours and 20, 40 minutes. So yeah. it's really not that bad. Um, so we're very excited about getting to do that next week, and we're excited about bringing you the history and uh yeah we can't wait to talk to you about our experiences and i can't wait to have some experiences i am ready listen ghost hunting is my high so i'm telling you man we just this was one we really didn't know if we were going to be able to do it this year we really didn't um you know there were some financial changes so we really weren't sure if we were going to have any um paranormal spots to investigate this year so this one just totally uh fell on our was, was um, through meeting Jack and uh, of all people, Dave, I believe is, is that Bridget's That's her husband's, husband's name. name. Yeah. Dave was and if you guys watch this on Portals to Hell, uh, Dave was Jack's manny, male nanny, 
back on the old episodes of the Osbournes on MTV, which they actually show a snippet from. Totally remembered that. I was a huge Osbournes fan back in the day. I watched every episode of the show. And um, I thought, how fucking cool is that? That this is somebody that's been a lifelong friend that uh, buys this haunted church. Um, There's also ties to a thrift shop. So, um, listen, I'll be thrifting. It's just awesome. I'm so, (laughs) we are just so grateful and so thankful for the experience and we can't wait to talk to you guys about it. Um, and by all means, please watch that portals to hell episode. It was really cool. The place is really neat just visually to actually get to see it. Um, and there are some genuine, really, really, really crazy things that happen in that place. I think there might be some attachments. So, um, so we are bringing extra sage and Palo Santo. All the good stuffs. And crystals. So we are excited, guys. And thank you so much um, for our old listeners, our new listeners, everybody that's been supporting. Please take advantage of our sponsor if you are in need of mental health or know anybody that is, um, especially with it being Mental Health Awareness Month. And also, please support the WGA Rider Strike. We support those riders. And, uh, yeah. Also, we don't have a sale going on right now, but we probably have another one coming up for the summer. Uh, go check out our merch. The link to the merch will be posted in the podcast description, but also you can click on our flow code page and yes. you can find it there as well. That flow code has everything you need. It has our the help link. It has the links to all of our socials. It has the links to everywhere you can listen to us. And Speaking of which, wealth I'd, like, of information. I'd like to share a story. So when we do our podcast nights, I either go to Dunkin' or Starbucks. I I switch between the two like a revolving door. This barista at this Starbucks that I've been going to asked me when they were really slow. This was like three or four weeks ago. She asked me, um, do you have any fun plans for tonight? And I said, yeah, I'm going to do a podcast with my best friend. She asked me for the podcast information and I gave her one of our business cards. Well, tonight I saw her again. She remembered me and she goes, by the way, I listened to the first three episodes of your podcast and I'm in absolute love with it. She's like, I knew you had chill vibes and I loved your vibes when you drove up. So I knew I was going to love it. And I just wanted to let you know, I do love it. And I'm still listening to it. Yay. Starbucks barista approved. (laughs) She seems really cool, we though. We love our Starbucks. I think her name was Nova. Maybe there it was a their name. I don't know. But anyway. Oh, I like that name. Nova. I like that name. Yes. That's just a good name. Really like. So it might be 150 years until she gets to this episode. <laughs> That's totally fine. But shout out to Nova. I think that was her name. I saw Nova on her apron. So I don't know if that was her name or if that was just a thing. But. Shout out to her. I was like, or you remember she was me? like me and just took and just would take people's random name badges because you didn't want anybody knowing your real name. Amazing. Anyway. <laughs> all right, guys. Well, you know, we have all the socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at DFWTO Podcast. Handle is DFWTO8811. If you have any questions, concerns, want to say, hey, please email us at DFWTO8493 at gmail.com. And lastly, you can follow us and give us a review on Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. You will always know when we put out new episodes. Yeah. I think that's it. Give us a rating over there on Spotify. It helps. Do 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 the thing. Just do the thing. Do do the things. All the things. The good all things. things. Yes. Good. Things. All right, guys. We love you. Thanks again for all of your support. And of course, remember, 
Don't fuck with the original. My I just tickled my lips so hard. <laughs>